make the most of the eyesight I've got left, to be honest with you, because when I was traveling to work, what one thing motivated me, I, I, I kind of uh, taught me, appreciated in life was the, the, the small things, you know, mm. the sun rising, the sun setting. Hello and welcome to the Guide to RP, the show that helps guide people been diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa using inspiring stories to break down the barriers to ensure you can you still reach your true potential. Today I'm joined by Amin Afstal, whose life completely changed when he was diagnosed with RP at the age of 39. After a year of research, he is now here to share his story to show how you can be even with RP. Hello, Amin. Hello, Ashley. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Just good. And how about yourself? You all right? Yeah, really good. Really appreciate you joining me yeah. today. No, you're so, welcome. Anytime. Just for the listeners, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, what you do, a little bit about your family? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, my name is Amin. I'm in Afzal. I'm uh, from Bolton, Greater Manchester. I've lived in Bolton all my life, born and bred from Bolton. I've uh, got two children, a uh, boy and a girl, uh, seven and eight. I've uh, been married for 10 years. And um, what else? Yeah, I work for a, telecom- a telecommunications company. I'm a talk talk uh, uh, telephone engineer. Been working for them for about uh, over three years now. And uh, currently working from home uh, with what's going on at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, so we're still in lockdown. It feels like we've been in lockdown for two, 20 years. <laughs> But I think we're just um, uh, coming to now the start of the end of it. So, yeah, how have you managed in the last two months with the lockdown situation? It's, yeah, I'd say it's been uh, strange. It's been different. It's been, um, I mean, it's been a new experience. How about to? It's had its goods and it's had its bads. Uh, the good side is uh, it's been less travelling to work, uh, travelling same t- time travelling to work because I use uh, about to use uh, a bus in the morning, then get a, a train uh, from Bolton train station. Then when I get into Manchester, I have to get a tram into Salford, and that's where my workplace is. Uh, so I've been saving an hour and a half, two hours every you know morning and then in the, in the after, in, in the evening uh, travelling time. Uh, with also a good point is spending time, more time at home with the family, with the kids, uh, because kids are not going to school either, uh, and stuff. So uh, negative side was just missing the interaction with the colleagues, but we mm. we probably spending more time on teams, messing each other. So you know you don't feel that probably anymore, and uh, probably getting used to it now. I'd say I'd say uh, it's been a any really new. Uh, experience uh yeah. kind of stuff so at, at the first beginning it was kind of strange yeah uh, but then gradually you know you, you get used to it like anything else. It. Yeah, so we'll yeah. get back to your your work um a bit later on um really love to hear sure. about that but we'll go yeah. back to yeah when you got diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa and yeah you'd like to tell us a little bit how that started um you know like what, what was life like before rp and how it all came about? Yeah, uh, first life, life 
life was like before RP was great. I was driving for 22 years. I loved driving. I traveled to France by road. I we went everywhere in the UK. Went to Wales, Scotland, London. You know, uh, so I loved driving. So then came to, uh, 2017. I went for a routine check at uh, eye test appointment at uh, Boots. Uh, in January, I remember the month, I can't remember the date, but yeah, in January 2017. And um, they did the peripheral vision test uh, on two occasions uh, because they said something's missing, something's not right. And they also found something behind my eyes and behind, behind my retina. And um, the optician said, we'll have to refer you to the Bolton General Hospital. I said, it's fine. He goes, uh, do you drive? I said, yeah. He said, you might want to, you driving down, you could you know you might affect your driving and i didn't take yeah. it too seriously to be honest so then i got a appointment letter um a general hospital i think it was in may or june um at bolton and i uh, went along and said oh we think you've got rp if i turn out to speak mm. i said okay and um i said you know you're gonna gradually lose the eyesight so I was in shock. I didn't have any questions to, for her at the time because I wasn't expecting that and um, wasn't told uh, of any help. I wasn't advised mm. of what help was available. And they said, oh, we'll, uh, there's a big eye test to match eye hospital. We'll have to refer you to there. They'll have to do more tests. I said, okay, fine. Got up and uh, went home, got home and rang my mom and said, um, went to the hospital, they told me I've got a genetic eye condition in the family, do, do we know if we had anyone? And uh, mm. she said, no, I rang my, my dad and I was like, you know, that's the last thing I was expecting. Uh, Did you notice anything? Um, I'm curious, you know, before you were diagnosed, how old were you when you were diagnosed? 39? Yeah, I was, was yeah, 38, 39. Oh, when you were growing uh, up, when you were a child <laughs> and school life and... Well, you know, yeah, so Did you notice I mean, anything? I didn't notice anything in my school life. I started wearing glasses at the age of four or five, uh, and my eyesight went worse and worse through the, through the years, went along. But then, prior to me uh, being diagnosed with RP, I was bumping into um, oven doors, tables, you know, and sofas. But yeah, I, thought, that, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was me just being clumsy, you know, like like you do, and you never think of uh, you got an eyesight problem. Yeah, uh, so no, I said I was you in the dark. In the and, uh, is your yeah. RP like light sensitive or because I know it's different? It's both, it's more worse in the dark now. Uh, I think it must have, I must have had it years ago and they never detected it. And then gradually, years gone by, it's gone worse and worse. Uh, mm-hmm. because I've banged into oven doors and might have bruised up my knees prior to being diagnosed with RP. Uh, and as I said, I thought it was just me. It does, when I got diagnosed, it was, uh, it didn't make sense that everything fall in place. I just, because I, it, I, it took me I, um, actually a year to realize that I've got some, I've got a condition. Uh, I, I went through, uh, a bad patch because mm. I think I think that must 2017 must be the year where the my eyesight just deteriorated them you know dots peripheral vision like a tunnel vision basically. Uh, Are you going you for know. eye tests before that? Did you go for any tests as a child or 
Yeah, 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 I've been going for that test every two years, uh, mm. Boots and Specsivers, but they never did the proof of vision test. Right. Uh, and uh, I went to Boots after uh, 20 years, I went to after Boots, uh, I just decided to go for a change because I was going to Specsivers prior to that. And even Specsivers never did any uh, visual field, field, field test. test. It's just Boots, uh, they did the proper, proper check uh, twice, they did it. Uh, visual field test, and they took photos of the back of my eyes, and then everything. They took the time, so it took at least an hour. So they were concerned, which was good uh, to know. Uh, but I never took it seriously at the time. I thought, no, it's just uh, thing. Mm. But uh, but yeah, they put they diluted the eyes uh, later on uh, as well, and uh, you know they put a patch on your eyes uh, to cover. Uh, so it, it, I was, and then they said, "Are you driving?" I said, "Yes." They said, "So I would recommend not for you to drive for at least an hour or two because your eyes are going to take some time adjusting." So yeah, the eyes were—I think I can't even remember. I was that long ago with took a visual field test, but yeah, they, they took some time adjusting to it. So that's three yeah. years ago. So yeah. You, so yeah. you've, been, you've been diagnosed with this condition, retina, you don't know anything about it, you've not been told any information, uh, yeah. no one in your family has got it. It sounds as though it's a pretty scary thing to go through. Um, so what's, it, the next, what's the next step after that? What did you immediately do? You said you went home and told was, the family? I came you? home, uh, told the family, they were in shock like I was. Uh, they said, you know, not to worry. We're with you, you know. We'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll be with you every every moment. Uh, what are you going through? So it was. I had to stop driving. I had to inform the DVLA, and then um, they revoked my license. I was driving for 22 years, so I had to sell my car. You know, the whole thing, everything kind of stuff. So uh, I had to reorganize my life um, for public transport. They, you know, I never used them. Mm. refer to Manchester for further for further testing. So I was in denial. I was mm. had to start using public transport again and, and that summer t- t- period in 2017 there was a lot of strikes going on with the public transport. Right. And I was like going home, stressed out, arguing with my wife and kids and you know, I was like, what's happening to me? You no, know, I was losing mm. it was like I was losing the will to live. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, well, I'm gonna lose my eyesight because it was December time. Come December time, mm. I was, uh, I didn't have no support from any third party or anything, uh, and I, I was bumping into basically. I was just going about my normal life, running, but then I was bumping into people. I bumped into a fair few people, and it was stressing me out. I thought, oh my god, mm. what's happening to me? And then uh, it didn't sink into until later on. When I got mm. diagnosed with being partially sighted, so you know, then uh, it took me a year, as like I said, and I then realized I need to heal. Yeah. I need to so what, uh, calm so down. I'm, so what sort of made you sort of change? How did you get out of the denial? I had to. I went for counselling. Uh, Henshaw's uh, uh, who offered me counselling. What was he? What did you talk about in these meetings? It was. And in the in the meeting, we were talking about uh, what I was going through, uh, how was I was feeling on a daily basis. Uh, was it a group or was it just one to one? Just me, just one to one. It was just one to one. It was just me and uh, and the counselor, and I was explaining how, what I was going through, the the, the bad times I was having uh, with with my eye, eye condition, uh, and when I'm going home, I'm you know I'm stressing out. I. I 
I don't know, you know, and so I'm just sharing my what was going through uh, basically. And I did, a, I think, five to six sessions, and um, uh, and I got better and stuff. And I mean, I heard of da uh, Daniel. Oh, Daniel Williams. Daniel Williams, sorry, not Richard. Oh yeah, Williams, visualized. Yeah, sorry, yeah, visualized. I'm very good friends with Daniel. Visualized, yes. sorry. He came to see me at my workplace to assess my uh, where I work, uh, and he 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 mentioned he had RP came with his uh, uh, he had his guide dog and assistant, and uh, we had most part oh, yeah. the morning he, yeah, most part of the morning he uh, you know assessed my workplace you know what 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 I need for extra monitor and software and stuff. So he he pulled a full up a full report and took him a couple of weeks and he got back to me with the full report to my employees and they you know they they, they were uh, really uh, flexible my employer my, my manager you know said any help you need so I got started to use two monitors instead of one used uh, Zoom text which was good in a way uh, kind of stuff so um, and, and and that was good. Access to work, I do use, but that's only for taxi use, okay. for taxi transportation. So if yeah. I need taxi, I'll, I'll use that uh, to access to work. But that, yeah, uh, I think a friend of mine also recommended that online as well, saying they got access to work. But that yeah, just for listeners, you have got happy. Would you be able to give a, what how how access to work can help them? Yeah. Uh, access to work helps you for people who will have a disability who want to work. Uh, they'll help you with any taxi transportation. Uh, they'll pay for your taxi, uh, and then well, they'll you pay for the you pay for the taxi, and then they'll reimburse you. My in, in my case, it works like that. And also, they'll pay for any software. They'll work with your employer and any software, any any equipment you need at work they'll, they'll reimburse and you know work with the employer to pay some amount of it so they'll ask the employer to pay some amount and partial amount and then they'll pay away so it's a government funded mm. um, thing through access to work and uh, you, you do the application of the phone and then there's an assessor they ask you some questions and How was the travel? They do, I think they do go to your office as well and do what yeah, Daniel they, does as well yeah. Yeah, they, they, they'll drop you off at the office so they, they'll, for our work purposes, you know. Uh, the, but the, it's a shame where they, if you're going to re, if you have to reimburse from, from them, you have to fill in about four application forms where I, I asked them, can you not do it online? No, we haven't got our service. So you have to get it signed by your manager and fill everything in and uh, send your receipts off and then get them posted and then you're waiting two weeks to get paid and stuff. Right. So it, it, it's a it's a good way, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I know I'm not dissing it. I'm not uh, yeah. being negative towards it. But the the pro the whole process could hopefully in the future it'll get better. Fingers yeah. crossed. You know. Uh, yeah, I, I've used access to work in the past, and yeah. I agree that the, the process could be a lot better. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. If they are listening to this, maybe uh, they'll sort of take note, make note of this, and um, yeah, hopefully, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we find the process. Like, where you have, do you still have to fill in piece of paper and send them back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to fill it in. You can't email it. You can't upload it. You got to post it. Yeah. So you're posting it. You're waiting for at least two weeks to three weeks. I may have to wait at least a month to to get reimbursed. Yeah, uh, my money to be reimbursed. Sometimes you have to chase some and stuff. So. Yeah. Going back to your story, I mean, uh, so yeah, 2018, you know, you start to realise that you come out with the denial phase, start to accept yeah. it, 
you stop yeah. stop going to the counselling, um, and yeah, work work have accepted it. So yeah, yeah you carried on the same job. Um, yeah. So what other adjustments did you make? Um, uh, well, I I, I got in touch with the my local council uh, rehabilitation, and they provided me with some adjustments at my home place. They put some lighting around my work, on my home place, so they helped me. So you can get assistance from your local council. Uh, they said we can put some lighting in the kitchen and also around the house. So in the front of the door, they put a light there and the floodlights on the side. I said I have my wife taking the bins out. So sometimes she, if the bins are heavy, obviously I've got to do it. So they put some lighting for me for the lights. So that helped me a lot in the winter. Uh, as it gets darker, you know, uh, it gets darker really early. Right. So they helped me out with that. They gave me a symbol cane, which I got some courage to use it and I started using it. But then I noticed people don't notice your symbol cane. They didn't notice my, I had a symbol cane, especially in the dark. So I registered myself uh, to get a long cane training. Uh, and then come last year, 2019, uh, the the person, the new uh, person who joined the council, he gave me at least two to three days long cane training. And uh, bless him, he uh, he catered with, with myself. He said, I can come to your workplace or train here, which I didn't want. Uh, but then he said, okay, I'll, I'll, I said, I'll be in Bolton by five o'clock after work. And he said, okay, I'll, I'll meet you. He mm. picked me up. He Give me some training. He also dropped me off at home. So what did he do with you in the long cane training? What sort of um, yeah? He showed me how to how to use it. You know how to use the the long the the one with the ball uh, with my height because I'm six foot one. So you need to be just to. Yeah, so quite tall. So he bought a small one, but then he said, "Oh, I didn't realize how tall he was." So the next uh, next day, he bought a bit of a long one because it has to go, uh, you know, suited uh, suitable to your height. So it, the one with the, with the ball, so it just moved, uh, you know, walking with uh, your left foot uh, first, mm. and then the cane going on the right and stuff, and also when you're going on the curves. Um, mm when you're crossing the road or watching mm. move your cane on the left and you know when you're crossing the road kind of stuff so uh how, how, also up and down the stairs how, much, how comfortable do you feel using it especially after training I, after training i felt comfortable but i it was having the courage to use it and then thinking do i actually need it uh and stuff and then on some occasion i did use it and i felt good but then i still I had that um, hesitation or uh, or shyness. I don't know what it was, but it was something was stopping me to use it. Uh, I don't know. It was probably in my head that I don't need it or yeah. uh, I won't need it today. I won't need it, you know, at the moment and stuff. But I did use it in the in the in the winter, definitely in the winter because in the dark, I was I you know I needed it in the in the, in the winter. Uh, especially come November, December, January, February time. Uh, I did use it a lot, especially around Manchester city centre, as you can imagine. The tourists you see online saying people use canes and then getting abused, saying, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're not even mm. blind or stuff. But people out there, they, I, I kind of educated myself, said, if someone asks me a question, why are you using cane when you know, when you can, when you, you were not blind, I said, I'm, I'm going to tell them people use guide dogs when they're not, you know, they're, they're not totally blind. They still use guide dogs because mm. you have that sort of a, a vision because I don't think people out there, sighted people are that educated. Uh, you know, it needs a more awareness, I'd, I'd say, uh, kind of stuff. And I did, 
you know, educate myself. And I said, if someone didn't, uh, if that question arose to me, someone asked me that question, I'm prepared. I won't shy away. I will answer them and I'll answer firmly, you know, and politely, kindly. Saying this is the you know uh, condition, different eye conditions. There's 200 different eye conditions, and the uh, majority of the people who are severely or partially sighted mm. use the uh, okay, uh, you know, the guide dog and the canes. Uh, hence, we is for your own your safety as well as ours. So, how is your sight now? My sight, uh, I have my good days and bad days. Uh, I have had constant headaches behind my eyes. Uh, I take regular breaks when I'm at computer. I spend eight hours a day in front of the computer, so I take regular five, ten minute breaks. Uh, but uh, I do have bumps and trips at home where I bump my my shoulder, my knee, uh, you know, and stuff, even the handle and stuff, even into my uh, my nephew nieces who are really small. Uh, kind of stuff, but uh, but I've had my glasses since 2017, and I've not been. I don't. I'm not had to change them. I've been told my eyesight still is it's the same. It's not. In, you know, it's not going worse. Okay. And my central vision is, go is good. Every year to the hospital. I go to them every year. Uh, yeah, I go to Abu's every year. They say my central vision is good, which is good for me. Uh, but my peripheral vision uh, is affected. Uh, have you thought about having your Children tested for RP. Uh, I, my children, since I got diagnosed, my both my children have to start wearing glasses, mm. uh, and my son got noticed at school saying, you know, the school found out that he's uh, he needs to wear glasses. So, and then both of them, and then my daughter also got referred to hospital in Bolton. So they were going every three every month to have a review check, and now they've been discharged. But they both wear glasses. Uh, but they can't be tested for RP, uh, but they won't do a blood test for them uh, to check for DNA. And I don't think, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do, yeah. do you have any life goals, I mean, like to share? I want to travel. I've been traveling since I've been, since I got diagnosed. Believe it or not, I've been traveling more. Uh, I've been to Prague. I've been to Barcelona. I've been to Saudi Arabia. I've been to Pakistan. Uh, I wanted to go Turkey this year or next year, but this is probably delayed. It won't happen maybe next year. But my main goals are to be, I just want to make the most of the eyesight I've got left, to be mm. honest with you. Because when I was traveling to work, what one thing motivated me, I, I, I kind of uh, taught me, appreciated in life was the, 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 the small things, you know, mm. the sun rising, the sun setting, just appreciating mm. whatever you've, you've got you know, in your vision left at the moment. So, uh, you know, my main goal is just to appreciate life and mm, appreciate present. your surroundings, yeah, the present and, and yeah. your family, your children, the the surroundings around you. Uh, and take, my motto is take easily as it comes, you know, yeah. uh, and, and kind of stuff and go with the flow. Uh, and, but, what but advice, main, yeah. I mean, what, what advice would you give to someone who, may, you might be listening to this who, just been diagnosed and are in the place that you're in in 2017, you know, with no hope, thinking no hope. Yeah. And what sort of what piece of advice would you give to that, someone like that? I mean, I mean, every day, every new, every day brings a new hope. Uh, you know, it just, just if you've been diagnosed with RP, you've got some vision, be grateful with that vision, use that vision to 
do more with life, uh, appreciate life. As I mentioned, the sun rising, the sun setting. Uh, the other day, we had a full moon, and I took a full mm. picture from my phone, and I appreciate it. That I'm, yeah. I can, I'm still able to see that. I've still got a vision because when you don't appreciate something in life, when until that that um, you know mm. until it goes away, until it affects you mentally, um, you know it uh, it'll, it'll do good for everyone here. Yeah. So thank you very much for joining us today. If, if anyone wanted to get in touch with you, I mean, uh, um, do you get any uh, social media links you'd like to share? Or uh, to be honest with you, I don't mind anyone to get in touch with me. I don't mind at all. I just can contact me on Facebook Messenger. I mean, uh, A-M-I-N, uh, Afzal, last name is Afzal, A-F. ZAL, uh, mm. send me a message. I'll, you know, I'll happily uh, speak to you. Uh, yeah. We can become friends, uh, even on yeah. Twitter. I'm on Twitter as well. Come uh, stuff. Your so, Twitter handle? Uh, Twitter is uh, my username. I mean, I think I mean I mean Afzal. Yeah. Okay. As well. Uh, and yeah, it's been wonderful. You're welcome. Today. Um, Thank and, you. Yeah, best of luck Thanks. with you know your job and uh, you know and your present Thank thinking you. and you too. Um, all the best to your family. Thank and you, yeah. you too, you too. Um, okay. It's goodbye from Ashley. It's goodbye from okay. Amin. Goodbye. Goodbye everyone. Take care now.